It, stop it. No kidding. Uh, good evening and welcome back to the B Mix right here on BeExposedRadio.com. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I missed you. Can I be honest about that? I did. I'm a miss you kind of person. Is that okay? Can I can I just be that tonight? Um, I'm gonna stay right there in that moment. Um <clears throat> and <clears throat> excuse me, what is going on with me? Okay, so along with missing people, okay? Um, I have some help tonight. Is that also okay tonight, everybody? I hope it is because I have a few guests um, tonight that I am very excited to have here. We have had a lot of, I don't know, behind the scenes that should have been captured before the show. Um, and I'm gonna beat myself up for a while uh, for not capturing that, um, but we're gonna get right into it. So I'm introducing my guests. I have three beautiful black queens on the show here tonight. They are absolutely amazing, and I mean that, and I'm not just saying that because they're on the show with me tonight, um, and we're going to get into talking about um, how unprotected women are, right? We're just going to jump right into it, so I want to introduce to you Andrea, Jasmine, and Shola. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the B-Mix, right? Here be Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much for being here. Um, again, tonight, everyone, we are um, jumping right into the topic. So I'm curious to know, um, and we'll, I'll actually, I would I plan like a separate in, uh, intro for each of you, but um, I think it'll tie in, right? So I really want to just pose the first question on the floor, which is what comes to mind uh, when you hear me say that I believe that women are These men, okay, and I'm not, and all the, and I let me jump back because a lot of times when we say men, it's like the whole population just gets so upset. No, not me. Did it not? Not not every man, but it is a large enough percentage that it is worrisome. I feel as though when it comes to women, especially black women, mm-hmm. me personally. I don't feel safe when I am in the company of men, particularly black men, which should not be at all. Like, why is that a thing? And it's not just me who feels that way because it's, it happens a lot, but you feel so attacked by them. It's like, how can I feel safe with you? So that's how I feel when I hear that. Okay, thank you. And I'm going to actually, I'm going to wrap back around um, and tie into asking what you do, what you're into. Um, and so I promise that we're going to get there, but I want um, my other two guests to share what comes to mind when you hear me say that women are unprotected. When I agree with Shola, Shola when she said men, but also I think that it's more than just the experiences that we have with men as adult women. And it it goes back to our experiences that we had with men as a child. And I'm not sure how everybody else's situation is, but I think it's common enough, especially within the Black community, that most of us either have good relationships with our distant fathers or we have no relationship 
at all, or we had to push a lot of things under the rug that our fathers have done to us when we were younger. And then you move forward into adult life and you try to have relationships with men who ultimately do the same thing. And I think it's more so a fact that they are, they don't know how to love us the way that they should. And then we're all, we're like walking around throughout our whole life, dealing with all of these undealt with or some partially dealt with, or we thought we dealt with it, situate feelings towards men and not everybody, of course, because everyone doesn't have daddy issues, but I think it's that. And I think it's the expectation that is placed on us within um, our interactions with men from men, from society, um, all around. Uh, I feel like we've been groomed to be something for men that I don't feel like they were groomed to be for us. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. <laughs> I'm going to speak on a different aspect of from everyone. And I'm going to say when that statement is said, what comes to mind is the military for me. Um, and how unprotected, and part of it probably could even stem from the fact that we don't even say women and men soldiers. We say male and female soldiers, right? So that could stem from just that in itself, but a lot of female soldiers are not protected the way that they should, protected and respected, because that goes together for me. So that goes hand in hand. So protected and respected within the military uniform, or I could possibly say in the, in the uniformed world altogether, but I'm definitely going to say in the military world, they aren't protected enough or as they should be because they're, they're looked at as almost equals to a certain degree. Hmm. Okay, that's a, that's a really good perspective. So thank you for introducing um, the perspective from military. I, I wanna say military world, I don't know, the military background, right? Um, right there, we'll stay with getting an idea of, you know, what each of you do, <clears throat> what you're into, you know, either hobbies or businesses or ventures or, what you do for work, um, what you do on your spare time, um, in order just to give um, a, an idea of, I guess, just even just a taste of, of for our viewers, um, what, you know, where you're coming from with your perspective tonight. So, Andre, you want to stay right there? You said military. Um, <laughs> what else do you do? What are you into? What's a little bit about you? Give us some background. I'm a little into everything. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> That about sums it up. Um, military, school. Okay, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what are you think? Okay, I don't, I don't, I'm sure that list and the beat goes on, but okay, that's that's all right. Uh, well, all right, okay, Jasmine, you want to tell me going like backwards in reverse order of. Oh, <clears throat> Actually, the funny thing is that wasn't my only standpoint, but Please. that was the one I had the most talking points on. <laughs> but um, I just launched a empowering female, or I'm sorry, empowering women's t-shirt line um, in February, literally a week before COVID, and I probably did it all backwards, but 
I'm still proud, but I didn't build up the following first. So like now I'm building up the the following at the same time. And I have an empowering women's Instagram page. So it's like dedicated to empowering women. Um, I'm also an artist. I make Huh? I had to say that. You know, every time I hear somebody say I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about anyway, because I'm I'm childish. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's really that it's deep, Bania. I didn't had I had an argument with my father because he looked at my painting and he was like, Okay, it's just a girl. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, but I painted that girl. Like <laughs> okay. you don't know what that girl has been through. Can we talk about it? Can we talk about it? That's good. Oh. And also, uh, I do paintings at parties. I don't work. This is all I do. Yes. Go. That is work. What you mean? Okay. That is your work. I'm sorry. I don't work for a company. This you is, work for me? I work for me. Yeah. And so, uh, I work weird hours, which is why I just woke up. I literally work overnight. Somehow, that's my, that's my shift. When I worked at jobs, I had to be to work at 8 o'clock. Now, I'm like, nope. I'm still sleep at eight o'clock. I'm going to sleep at eight. Period. Okay. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. And last but not least, Shola, give us a little background about yourself. Um, okay. So I work in the automotive industry, which is a heavily male dominated industry. Um, I'm an analyst for an auto finance company. I, I have kids. I have two babies. Um, and yeah, that's about it. That's my life. I have kids and I have work. That's it. That is enough. Trust me. So please don't say that's about it. Um, thank you. So I just, like I said, I wanted to give our listeners um, tonight a few um, uh, points. Uh, I'm sorry, not a few pointers. I apologize. Just a, a little bit about um, each of you so that way they understand or at least get an idea of where you're coming from as you as we begin to develop our conversation um, and dialogue throughout the night. Um, so I'm here. We have, you know, we have a self-employed queen. We have an automotive industry queen. We have an all-around queen. Amen. Like we just, we got it all here. So this is this is a good mix right here on the B mix. I y'all don't have to give me applause for that one, but I worked hard on that. I built that up. All right, we'll let that roll. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank- <laughs> all right don't y'all get drawn me now because y'all were live before we started going live baby don't y'all do it to me tonight i said that i'm taught on this evening um but before we actually continue on can we all take a moment and can i just say justice for brianna taylor justice for brianna taylor please lord jesus thank you thank you um i want to mention that i actually um so yesterday yesterday in in the last few days i'm not really sure what day it is i was actually doing a really good job of keeping track of the days it's not me anymore that's not my ministry um but it was in some recent time there was an article i'm hoping you might have seen it that um article out about the family it was her sister aunt and mother i believe the three of just the three of them um that spoke with the state's attorney um that is you know looking into the investigation of the very unfortunate death um of brianna taylor uh and it it shocked me because i know that we've been saying it for a while 
y'all, I guess dates and numbers really speak. It happened. She lost her life five days after I celebrated my 30th birthday. So March 13th. So for as long as we have been in lockdown, basically. you know, lockdown, whatever the case may be, is as long as they have been dealing with this sudden and very unfortunate loss. Like ridiculous. Do you hear me? Like ridiculous. Absolutely. And all I really got from it was a political side of, you know, I, even though the, they had a statement from the mother to say that, I'm sorry, not the mother, her mother, um, to say that um, from the conversation, you know, she couldn't really say, you know, per se, but um, that she felt, she did say, I believe in quote, um, I feel more confident um, that we may reach, I don't even know if she said that we may get some justice, but just that something, they'll get some answers. And so I just, I mean, my heart, just saying it right now, my heart is like, eh. Yeah, like how, how do you, how, how do you do that? So I just, I have to say from, from tonight on, and I mean, every day of my life since I've ever heard of it, but definitely, you know, tonight of us talking about women and um, how unprotected we are, just that we are absolutely from the B-Mix, um, right on BeExposedRadio.com, we are absolutely sending heartfelt, you know, thoughts and prayers to her family still. Um, because I, I just literally could not imagine. So I had to take that moment just to uh, plug that in. And so back to um, Jasmine, did you say that you, you said you had something else to that about what you think or what comes to mind when I say that I believe that women are unprotected? Because before I even give any feedback, I want to hear like everything going on. I actually um, can't rem- <laughs> remember it at the moment. That's okay. You catching contact from Shola's wine glass over there. That's <laughs> I'm not putting anybody on glass because I'm absolutely not going to bring up that burger that Andrea devoured five seconds before we went live that she's still checking her sweatshirt that she has on because she's freezing for ketchup stains. But I'm not going to put anybody on <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now. That's not my stilo. I don't do that. It's not... It's not what I do. Um, <laughs> I'm happy you don't know anything else. <laughs> because she drained the whole tea. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it. It's about this much left. It is a little corn in there, but that's okay. That's all right. You deserve that, queen. <laughs> I do. Not just waking up, no, you don't. I'm not getting up and getting up and getting up and getting up Right? She just said she woke up. I just woke up. Yeah, I did. Right. You be thirsty when you wake up, correct? No. You be drinking at breakfast. Girl, you're a hater. I went to sleep at lunchtime, though. You said you went to sleep at lunchtime? Yeah. Like 12. Noon? Yo, she's absolute. she's parched. Yeah. Absolutely thirsty. <laughs> you wake up with you like, ooh. Anyway, I do want to talk about, oh, I do know, I do want to talk about the, um, I feel like in the workforce, Okay. Um, specifically, I mean, of course, most of the things that I'm going to talk about, of course, would be from my own personal experience, but That's exactly um, I one of the main reasons why I'm even, un- well, started as unemployed and then transferred into diving right into starting the business was because of how I stopped working my last job. And so um, I worked, I was a teacher, actually. I don't know if you knew that, but I was an art teacher. And I had a co-teacher and she happened to be a white woman and she labeled me as being an angry black woman. She literally 
from probably two weeks after we started in the beginning of the school year, she was trying to get me out of there. And so she says, and it really became a, it really had to do with intimidation, I feel like. And I feel like specifically Black women, most people find it to be intimidating. Either men find it to be intimidating, Black, I mean, white people find it to be intimidating because of how our voices change when we get passionate or when we get upset or whatever. And it's like, we're not allowed to express true emotion because we're going to be uh, misconstrued, you know, like, I mean, everybody's tones change and hers did as well, just in a different way. Um, and I think that that's something that's common in the workforce, maybe not necessarily with the race dynamic, but just in general, uh, you're quick to be labeled as being away when you express that you are upset about something. Mm. Wow. I can definitely like piggyback off of that and to say like me personally, I had to adapt this like bubbly, happy-go-lucky, hi everyone, how are you today? Like so type of thing when, when I'm like at work because I didn't want to be labeled as that angry black woman. And then on top of that, when you have disputes or issues with another coworker and I've I've had so many with male coworkers it's like that like they don't believe you one that's that's my my biggest thing about when things happen to black women especially no one believes them you yes. you have I have to have video proof I have to have three verifiable references I have to have all this stuff to prove the fact that something happened, but my coworker over there says something and just because she's a different skin tone, it's cool, we believe her, let's go ahead. Like, I never liked that in the workforce and I hate that that's who I had to be and I like now where I'm older and I'm able to be more myself at my job and give them the hey y'all like i'm from baltimore so i don't like this and i don't like this because of this 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 whereas though before it was like a hi you got you know i don't like you have to mute yourself when you're a black woman you have to you have to you have to change who you are to be more accepted in the world and then even still that little bit of acceptance is nothing compared to everyone else Mm, thank you for that. We're going to pause for just a second. Just a second. Everybody say, hey, Nina. That's my girl. Hi, hey, Nina. Hey, Nina. That is my girl. Y'all don't even know. That's my girl. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Andrea, go ahead. No, no, please. No, please. Please, Andrea, please. She's a hater. It's fine. Don't don't worry about it. Y'all could be used to Andrea hating. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> my dictionary just popped up. So, okay. That was weird. Um, yes, that's really weird. I'm telling y'all, it's the tech guy. Uh-oh. Can y'all still see me? Okay. We're still here, I think. Oh, okay, there we are. <laughs> we have some tech issues over here, baby. Something <laughs> is just trying to stop me. Okay, so it is crazy to me um how so much of so many of the things that you know each of us can, you know, rel- or can explore our experiences rather. <clears throat> we can relate to each other. I mean, it's 
it's helpful in a way because of course we can like kind of unpack on each other and you know vent to each other but child it it sickens me because i'll be honest and to the viewers and to um my other two uh panelists that um shola and i were actually on the phone i think just yesterday i don't know i i really had in mind that we would that i would get to this this topic right for this week and but i didn't really know like where i was going with it i didn't know what i wanted to do and so i'm very grateful y'all i will always tell myself i'm very transparent i definitely reached out to my panelists like very late like very very late but I just made the decision like you know what i got i gotta bring some people on and i appreciate it um uh these three queens that they are three of the women that have expressed interest um, in being guests on the show, right? And so knowing a bit about each of you, but I was actually on a, the phone with Shola yesterday and we're talking, unpacking, and I'm Shola, you, by all means, you feel free to share, you know, your stuff, but I just couldn't believe, I was like, why? Why is this just from a, an everyday conversation? It's not even like we were on the phone talking about something so crazy, so off the wall, like, you know, that, the that yo, you know, I don't know, a whole house felt, I don't know. Like, it was just like, yeah, we're just on the phone, just talking. And it just comes like, wait, what? Like, we know it, we feel it. Unfortunately, we live it. And it's a real thing. Like, it's really happening. We are so unprotected across the board, like across the board period are we unprotected and then child don't let you know different demographics come into play because i'll be honest my very personal feeling is that the most unprotected or if you want to put the least protected person in america is not only the woman not only the black woman not only the young black woman not only the black mother but the least protected person in america is the young black single mother period yeah. doesn't mean that as you climb other skills and can take <laughs> some of those labels and if they do not apply does that mean that you are you know unprotected no that unfortunately i would you would almost want it to be that but that's not even the case it's the fact that that is like the person at the lowest of the totem pole like the lowest of the low. There's the good, when you find the lowest, dig a little deeper and that's where she is. Like it is absolutely ridiculous. Um, and hi Janelle, oh, she's at my beautiful sisters. Hey queen. Hello. <laughs> um, so yeah, like it is, it is, it, it like blows my mind. I really even truthfully hate, <laughs> and I, I try to say from this word, like, but I absolutely hate that you know, the four of us can sit here and talk about, you know, some things that, you know, one of us may not know about. So it's like, you've just been dealing with something over there. I've been dealing with something over here and we have, you know, several different experiences and, and can sit here and talk about the same thing. It all boils down to us being unprotected. Like, what is that? What is that? So I'm curious to hear about any other experiences recent or, you know, I don't know. It could be infancy. I don't care. Like whatever. Like what are some of your other experiences that you have felt like even in either in the moment or, you know, now in retrospect, right? Because I love that Jasmine, you said like as we grow up and we, you know, get older, like that you look back and be like, wait a minute. <laughs> now hold on a minute now. Like, what is that? So I'm curious to hear about some other experiences um 
that each of you have had that you know you were unprotected in this situation? So I'll I'll go first only because we had the conversation mm-hmm. and I want to speak to the fact of you're my go-to. I don't have a man to call mm-hmm. when stuff goes down. Mm-hmm. Like Bania is my, my call that I make. And even though she, like, I live in Georgia, so she's a thousand miles away, but you're always my first call. So that already is something. But I um, just recently moved here uh, in March, right before COVID, just shut everything down. Uh, I had an issue with a maintenance man who would literally just show up at my door. Like I didn't put a ticket in, didn't have any issues or whatever, just show up. Hey, um, well, how are you today, sweetheart? Uh, can I help you with something? Can I do this? Can I do that? And I'm like, no, 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 it's cool. It's cool. So the first couple of times, like the first time it was like, oh, okay, that's nice. The second time it was like, okay, like, why are you still showing up? The fourth time it was like, bruh, like, I don't, I don't need you. And it just kept happening. He would leave notes on my car. He would hang out by my car. I would go out in the morning. This was before everything shut down. So like when I would leave out for work, he would be like right outside there to try and talk to me and stuff like that. And I ended up, you know, calling the um, leasing, leasing house and, you know, just letting them know like, hey, this maintenance guy, he's just, you know, he's just around too much. If you can help me with that or whatever. And she was like, oh, well, you know, maybe he's just doing his job. Okay, cool. So then there was a situation where I saw that he was at my door. I didn't open the door. He unlocked my door and came in. I, I have a gun here, like, because I feel so unprotected. I've never been a person to be like, oh, I need a gun, but I have a gun here. I'm sitting at my, I'm sitting on my couch and thankfully my kids weren't here. And I'm like, bro, like, why are you just walking into my house? Oh, well, I just need to make sure everything was all right. No, that's not cool. Get out call the lease in the house again. Oh, no, he probably just made a mistake. It's okay. Third time I could, third time I call in, like, or the third incident was when I think it was, it was when I first got, I first had my daughter back here and he just randomly just showed up and was like trying to talk to me with my daughter. And I was like, okay, seriously, like it's not to say it's cool, but it was like, it was, it, it was okay when it was just me, but now I have my baby here. Like, don't do that. So then finally I called them and they were like, oh, okay, well, you know, we'll move him to the back offices, the, the back um, apartments so that you don't run into him. So I was like, okay, cool. But then when I go outside and still like, I'll show y'all video. If I go outside at like seven, eight o'clock in the morning, he'll be right there by my car, just waiting. Like just, and that's, and that's him. Okay, so that's one incident. So second incident, I, want I had to stop the numbering couple. these because your numbers are horrible. <laughs> just say number next, you know. <laughs> you know to say number next. And then another time, number next, number nine thousand five hundred eighty-six. Like I called the leasing place five thousand times, reported this guy so many times. And then I had the pest control guy. So my neighbor upstairs, they have like these issues and their dog and blah, 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 whatever. So they were like, they have to spray my apartment. So the guy, he was like, oh, well, you know, I need your number so that I have like a specific time or so that you can text me for a specific time. So I was like, okay, cool. 
So I texted him, let him know the specific time for when I could get off of work for him to come in and spray. And his response was, okay, well, I'll see you then, sexy. Why are you calling me sexy? You're, I'm, an, I'm hiring you. Like, you're my employee. Why are you calling me sexy? Don't do that. So, and I remember, like, I told Benita about it. And that was the conversation that we had. Like, bro, like, I didn't like how that conversation went out. So when I called the leasing office again to be like, hey, this guy, like your pest control guy, I just didn't like the vibe that I got off of him. She was like, oh, well, you just have so many complaints about all the men that work here. Well, all the men don't need to be coming at me that way. I don't, I don't care how I look, how attractive I am, what you think, da, da, da. like don't, I don't need nobody standing outside by my car and no time o'clock. I don't need nobody calling me sexy if you're just supposed to be spraying my house. I don't, I don't need all that. So it was like, that was the most recent incident where it was like, I am telling you that I don't feel comfortable with this. Like, this is my home. This person is coming into my home. They know where I live. They have the keys to my home. My daughter lives here. So and is this a property manager or is this just pro- somebody who works in the office? No, it's the manager. So is there a corporate office that you can call? So what I ended up doing was I found the actual the place that owns the, because I guess the different apartment complexes. Yeah, Yeah. okay, for the corporate office, moral story. So I ended up calling the corporate office, whatever, filed a complaint through them, haven't heard anything back. So I was like, okay, cool. And I literally told them, I was like, look, like if it comes to the fact where this man says something to me or my child, I will shoot him. And then I'm gonna come there and I'm gonna shoot you because I don't, like you wasn't listening to me and I don't like that. Like, don't put me and my child in that type of situation. And then the other time, so jump off of that story. I'm at the grocery store. This man literally follows me through the whole grocery store. And I mean, from produce to frozen, trying to talk to me. And then at the end, he gets mad because I'm not 18 or 19 like he thought that I was. And this is a grown man with gray hair and everything. I'm like, what, like, what is wrong with y'all? Who raised y'all? The, the definitely... women before our generation, or yeah, yeah, our generation, yeah, of parents, like the, the unprotected women uh, raised, mm-hmm. raised these men that make us feel unprotected, like continue to uphold that. Um, I'm gonna pause for a second and just give, so we actually have some, some advice for Shola. Um, so Nina says, let me say this. First of all, I want to be very clear that Nina is a black attorney. Just want to throw that out there. Um, let me say this, and this is, uh, in all caps, you do not deserve that sis. And I am so sorry that you had that happen. I'm going to say, keep records, meticulous records, meticulous records. That's good. That's Mm -hmm. good. Um, and email them email the leasing people the fact that you need to do that is frustrating um and said that sounds like harassment but definitely email don't call take names of all the leasing people you talk to Mm -hmm. i have and i did and i put everything down and honestly like i'm looking like i'm looking at houses right now so i'm definitely trying to move out of this situation but it's the fact that i even have to experience this Mm -hmm. like Mm-hmm. why yeah why and if i'm telling you that this is a problem why is it that you patricia marie santiago 
you feel as though like you can just dismiss it. Who is Patricia Maurice? That's the lady at the leasing office. That's the manager. Okay. Patricia Marie Santiago. Yes, it look her up. Period. I know it's her social, but I'm sure you have that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to pay off for you, show love. Please go. Um, one of the I had to get my notebook because <laughs> I was gonna forget. <laughs> but one of the I definitely can relate. Um, men being too pushy is definitely a thing, and not taking no for an answer, whether they're strangers or even in relationships. I feel like not necessarily like a full on relationship, but like I mean both actually any of them. I recently watched Thirteen Reasons Why. I don't know if y'all have seen that before. And so one of the things that the biggest takeaway that I got from it was like all of the different forms of rape, right? And so like most people think of rape and they think, oh, somebody forced you, held you down, like caught you in an alley, date raped you or whatever. But it's so many different forms of rape because I feel like even in relationships, some men, if you're in a relationship, you don't want to have sex. They want to have sex. And they feel like, oh, I'm going to make you want to have sex with me. And it's like, but I don't want to have sex. And so it's like that thing where you're just like feeling pressured to do something that you really don't feel like doing. But put a pin in that part because I had another part written (laughs) written down. Um, I feel like women, of course, I can only speak to for me being a black woman, but I feel like it might be something across the board as women. Um, I think that we struggle sometimes with being accepted to be who we are. And it's like, we want to be who we are, but we feel like we can't because people talk about us all the time. We might have people who are jealous, they ridicule you, they talk about you behind your back or they talk about you to your face and they make you feel like you shouldn't feel confident with being who you are. And I think that comes from other women, but I think it also comes from society as a whole, um, especially being a plus size woman, especially being a confident plus size woman, um, <laughs> especially being um, even just some women are a little bit more sexually free, maybe in the way they dress and things like that. And that's okay for them. And some people feel like they just need to like drag people for being who they are. You know what I mean? And I'm going to pause it. <laughs> no, no, I agree. <laughs> I think pause. Me personally, like I've been told and I've been told by this by men that I exude sexuality I exude sex that's what I've been told and when people meet me or when men meet me it's automatically like a sexual thing it's it's they can never separate the two that's one I think that's a Libra thing Shola I really do beautiful and it's not like literally I've had guys say (laughs) you giving me this look like you want it and I'm like I'm just intrigued, you know, like that didn't mean like, like come sir, I just me. asked like, you get on top of me. If you had two pennies, because I'm two pennies short. Right. That's, that's it. That's it. That's it. And I ain't want her to that was me wanting to know your number. No, two two pennies. Not two, pennies. Not, not two not digits. Two digits. Right. 
That's it, and that's all, sir. Like, that's it. Well, like, I was just here to see what number you put in CVS, rewards number. No, really. Could you put it in again? No, not your... No, I don't want you to put that in. Forget it, sir. It's fine. I'll just pay the extra money. Don't worry about it. I'm going to go back for a second, um, just because uh, we also... I, you know, I always want to make sure that we catch all of our comments. Um, so that... Shola, to you that um, Nina says that since you said that you do have all of that, she said, be sure to take it to an attorney. Like that's, that's just it. Like just point blank period. That's it. Um, she also said uh, <clears throat> to Jasmine, um, well, actually, no, for the both of you talking about exuding, right? So you said, how do you exude or you're portrayed to exude sex that she said they exude lack of self-discipline. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Absolutely. Um, Oh, come on. And she said, you don't exude, you don't exude nothing but your unbottled excellence. I'm telling y'all, Nina, it's a girl. Nina, Nina understands. Uh -huh. Nina understands the fact that I'm just a strong, independent Black woman out here in these streets. Like, I'm not trying to exude nothing. I'm not trying to attract nothing. If you attract to me, that's fine. But do it respectfully. Mm. That's good. That's, that's it. Right. That's Absolutely. I was at the Redbox, I mean not Redbox, ATM. I do use Redbox. Don't judge me. I just moved into my house and I don't have a <laughs> internet. But it wasn't the Redbox. I was at the ATM the other day in Royal Farm. Mind you, I messed up, of course. Mm -hmm. And this guy comes in, he's standing next to me and he's like, oh, you getting all the money. Don't take all the money. And then he go, literally, his follow-up statement was, can I come spend the night at your house tonight? Exactly that. It's like, why do, why, am I, why do you guys keep pressing? Like, to me, men are too focused on sex. And I think in today's society, it's just beginning to get fucking ridiculous. Like, why is it that you don't even know me and you're inviting yourself to my house? And that happens often. And if I can take that a step further, why is it that you don't understand how taken aback I am about it? Because right. I already am out here every day feeling vulnerable, whether if I am giving that power and, and, and focusing on that every day, right? Or in a moment, but it's just, it just is what it is. So I'm already out here dangling, right? right? And then here you are making a statement like that. And it could throw me, I could have had a crazy day. I could have had a good day. It doesn't matter. And that you you have invited yourself there. So that puts you in my personal, in my very personal space. So absolutely to Shola about, you know, the maintenance man. It's like, I, that's how I think. Like, you know where I live. Eesh. Right. I, like, so I already, then I'm afraid because I don't want to piss you off too much, right? So if right. you job, whatever the case may be, you know where I live. That is not, you know, just my place of work that I could change that or, you know, I guess I could relocate and move, but I mean, how easy is that to just get up and do? And then we're in COVID, right. whatever. So, I mean, there are so, it's, it's multifaceted of how unprotected we feel. It is so deeply rooted. It's ridiculous yeah. because even back to Jasmine's point of that, it's, it also, it comes from other women as well. I, I wanted to get to that point. So I'm so glad that you brought that up because it is it is just like how I thought about this earlier, that it, it's just like how, you know, we or no, I'm not even going with that point. It just jumped in my head. Here's another one. So Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter. Right. Um, how, you know, they that I the, my original thought was going to be that um, uh, an immediate response always. to you know, Black Lives Matter is what about black on black crime? Right. Um, not that we don't take it serious. That's the thing. Just because I'm saying to you, my oppressor, 
you know, that right. my life matters. And it's yeah. still, I got to stay here for just a second. It still gets under my skin that <laughs> this is how you know that even though words are so powerful, people say them not even owning the power and the authority right. that those words carry and hold, right? And so to say all lives matter, wouldn't that include Black lives? So if I'm saying, hey, can you make sure that in your All Lives Matter movement, which is not, um, could, could you just make sure that my little Black life matters as well? Could, could you just do that? But you'd rather be like, well, All Lives Matter. So uh, wait, but well, then that would mean that mine does too. So I should be able to say under All Lives Matter umbrella, here's a little Black life over here. Like, can I just, you know, represent that? So <clears throat> it, to me, it's, it's all the way around that. Yeah. You know, as we are fighting for the fact that, because when I think of women being unprotected, I've never said, you know, that I think it's just for men, right? Even though my right. you know, feeling of, like I said, it, I would never get off of this, that the least protected person in America is the young single black, the young, what did I say? <laughs> the young yeah, single black, black mother. Right? Like just very, very, at the absolute lowest, right? So it is, it, it's, it's crazy to me that, you know, we, we still get those feelings, just like we say, you know, from, <laughs> I've seen the phrase again, because child, we were going to get here, but now that I'm here, uh, uh, Kamala Harris, right? Y'all seen, hmm? no, Andrea, Kamala, 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 you, you can put did the you have a commercial though? I didn't. Oh my oh, God, yeah. a bunch of little Kamala. kids saying it wrong and they're like, it's Kamala. Okay. <laughs> it's the cutest girl. They're like, it's not Kamala. It's not Kamala. That's <laughs> 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 all the controversy about this though. Like, it is mm-hmm. the cutest commercial. That's like, Cam- Cam- look, I still ain't got it right. Miss Harris. And so, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like, it's, it is really damn if you do, damn if you don't, to be a black woman in America. I, I, I was even a colored woman in the mm-hmm. world because I don't know why when I was in college that I was so infatuated with India, but I was. I did a lot of studies on like international relations and all, and I, I stayed right in India, right? And just, I thought at some mm-hmm. point I was going to be going there and like working on behalf of women there. I mean, when we talk about, you say in relationships, they're worried, they, they have a huge huge battle with women that are raped by their husbands mm. okay husbands like i've already been forced into this marriage for, for a lot of the cases right and i mean i know i'm all over the place but that is how much right falls under the huge unfortunately <clears throat> but huge umbrella of un- how unprotected women are it is absolutely ridiculous it just it baffles me i i, I just i can't even and so then we we birth these little black girls and even these little black boys, and we're like, "Yep, just trying to protect you because that's what I got to do." But baby, I'm dangling like I'm a thin piece of layer yeah. over top of you because of how unprotected I am. So, yeah. I mean, wh- my thing is where, and I mean, we can continue to talk about different experiences because this I will I can tell you now this is not going to be our last conversation. It is uh, a conversation that we need to really give some life to um but as we continue to either think about or talk about more of our experiences then what does it look like to try to reverse this universal you know unfortunate uh you know feeling um amongst women as a whole what what does that look like how do we begin to you know i feel like if we're in the middle of fighting 
because we are fighting right when right in the middle of the you know civil movement um racial movement then what how do we try to you know imply about women as well like how do we how do we touch women I mean, not that I want to like dominate the conversation, but definitely when you were talking about the children in India, like my family, my my parents aren't from here. My dad's Nigerian. My mom's from Trinidad. My grandmother actually was bought at 13 to be married or no, 12. And she had her first child at 13 by a 20. I think my grandfather was 20, 24, 25 years old at the time. So I was brought, like, my, my lineage is rape, basically. And then to have that, and then they had an abusive relationship. And then my mom and my dad had an abusive relationship. And then I had an abusive relationship that birthed my daughter. It's, it's just, and you want to break generational curses, but it's like, how the flip do I do that? Like, how do I teach <clears throat> My daughter. I think the black family needs to be rebuilt. That's number one of the number one things that uh, I mean. Of course, we're broken women, but men are broken too, and I, and I don't fault them. And that was one of the things I wanted to say earlier. Like, yeah, they don't know how to love us, but I don't think that it's their fault, and it, it's almost like a generational curse from broken families all the way back from slavery, and so it's like. Of course, as the fa black family becomes to be more watered down over generations and generations, and then there's like this, uh, it's like this gap where something is missing from men. I feel like from men primarily, but <laughs> but women too because. But I think it's just that we're walking and we're hurt. We're hurt from childhood all the way up, and I think that that's across the board with black people in general. Um, we've dealt with a lot of different traumatic experiences, some more severe than others, but then you grow up and you try to love somebody and you've been broken so badly and you, you may have trust issues, especially for men. I feel like men, um, I feel like we have trust issues, but men take their trust issues to another level. And so because of that, they need issues, to be more accepting for therapy. I don't know how um, to break yes. through to that, like, it's not, you're not a pussy. You're not, oh, excuse my French. You're not anything less of a man to say, you know what? This is a, this is emotionally tiresome for me. I need to speak to an outside source about it. Right. And I've preached it. I've talked it or whatever. I'm all for men going to therapy because women are trying to heal in this new generation, this new life. We're finding new ways to think. We're finding new ways to feel. We're trying to build this whole new thing, but we're building, but we don't have that partnership from the other half to build with us. So yeah, like, just go to, freaking ther go to therapy, go to therapy. Um, I wanna share also, so Nina, um, Nina has a few comments from even back or a few comments ago that we we talked about. And she said um, a couple of things. I'm actually read them all together. If, first of all, I got to clap with this one. If I want to wear my booty shorts, you need to come correct. That's all. I had to, I had to put the clap in there. <laughs> because what else? What else? I'll, I'll wear what I want to wear. That's it. That's right. it. Um, so, okay, well, this rolls right into this. Stop blaming me for your lack of control. I am not 
going to live in fear of expressing myself for myself to feel sexy in my own space. <clears throat> Come on. <clears throat> Let's go, man. As a curvy black and Indian woman, I am not encouraged to wear shorts and told it is too much. Um, so when I wear it, that's how I take my power back. So, so that, that's, oh, oh, Nina, oh, that's good. That's got my brain running. So then if that is the case, so I know like, um, there was like Amber Rose and I know there's been a, a few others, but the one that comes to mind is like Amber Rose with the, it was it what was her tag? Was it Ho is Life? Is that what that was? Right. So I look, I knew that was about to open up a big, 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 big can. And so I wasn't even necessarily going there, but it made me think of that. Right. And I am not. So I probably should have clarified my thoughts. So first of all, Nina, I was not calling you that um, <laughs> because I don't want to feel like I'm associated. With it made me think of that, you know, maybe when I asked the question, posed the question of, you know, how do we um, you know, attempt to reverse, right? Just the, these feelings of these heavy and deep rooted feelings of being and being not even feeling, but being so unprotected. And so when we're trying to, what does that look like when we're trying to regain our power, right? Um, that, that, that might be just one of them. And I know that, you know, people have tried to explain that before I've heard people kind of uh, delve into that or kind of jab at that. Like I said, what came to mind was Amber Rose and it's crazy. I cannot, I think it was always life. I think that was her tag. Um, but it was just more so of like, you know, if I, and it doesn't mean that's the only way, but if that yeah. is your way to express it, then I mean, power, power to you. Honestly, I am the person that I, all I ask and charge anybody is, you know, make sure that it is a well thought out decision. You know, because unfortunately we are not in a world where people are thinking and being who they, you know, should be, right? We're living in a lot of shoulda, you know, shouldas, right? Um, and it's just, it's not that case. But I mean, if I, I absolutely agree. Like if you, if you wearing your shorts because, you know, you know that deeply rooted way, way, way before you that, you know, it is said that you should not, that's how you regain your power because it is for a woman, especially for a black woman in America, there are small things that we do for ourselves. So I am loving that, you know, soul care Sundays or just, you know, self care, you know, Sundays or whatever the case may be that it's getting so much life because they're, they don't, they, as in anyone outside of, I guess, the black woman, they don't know that there are small things that we do that we feel like, man, I'm doing it today, man. You have no idea. Well, I wear small shorts when my supervisor says hey jones how come you don't wear shorts when we're exercising so i gotta tell this woman mm. you don't want me coming here in the same shorts you got on sis. Okay. and that's on that so i came in with the same shorts she can and that's on period come on help. come on now. come on yeah i said come on let's go running let's go running. <laughs> guarantee you she never asked me about wearing no shorts ever again you probably talked about the girl. Why does black girl want to wear these shorts, girl? <laughs> why did you come in here with? Because you told me right, and so easily they forget that they they provoked it to be like, hey, why don't you? You know, if we always wear, if I'm always coming to work wearing the turtleneck, like, you know, you, it's the summertime. Why don't you wear something that's a and little? Keep in mind, I always wear the like the the running like spandex leggings that come like right above your knees because uh -huh. they're comfortable for me. I can still breathe. A little bit, well, a little bit, well. but you know, but it's still like a comfortable, and even still, in in Shola, of, she has some sort of knowledge of this. Like you still get the 
the military men have just been like, oh, I saw you in your, uh-huh. I didn't ask you what you saw me in. Cause I know I was running in them. So I know you probably saw me when you was getting out your car, but you ain't got to tell me that you saw me. And, um, <laughs> and, and, and that I part. I really care cause thanks because mm-hmm. I just wanted to go shower. That's all. Mm-hmm. So thank you, bro. But like, now you've made it uncomfortable for me to be like, oh, let me wear shorts. So let me wear, and now I don't want it. Now I don't even want to exercise. I just want to just be fed. That's it. Well, welcome, sis. Look, wait a minute. Let me give you the, the welcome in hand. <laughs> Come, on. Come on in the room. <laughs> okay. But like, seriously, and you know what? That actually makes me think of a point I was going to make earlier. I forget who said this that made me think of this, but why men feel the need. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Men. Sorry. I can't even take that from them. Why they feel the need to say something and then knowing that you know, my mind isn't there. So the only thing I can think of, you know, is, hey, looking sexy. What? Right. I think we have to, we don't, I mean, we don't have to keep in mind, right? So I try to stop saying like, well, we have to keep in mind. We don't have to. But there is, at at some point, that statement, comment or something may have worked for them. Some women may have been like, (laughs) not flattering to me. Right. Sorry, this, not this one. Try, try the ones but you know, try that one. That's it. No, give me I a hand. Give me a hand. I had something I wanted wanted to yeah. say. Yeah. About the clothes. Now you guys were talking about like censoring yourself, but so I've like been plus size since I was a kid, since I was nine. And so I don't know if you I think well, you know, my mom passed away when I was nine. And so I was raised by my grandparents. And so as my chubbiness began to grow. Needless to say, they had me dressing like a 50-year-old white woman. <laughs> I had like these Linda little and HR. shirts and like I've always liked clothes. And so my grandparents were like really big on like, oh no, you can't shop there. You're too big. Or you can't wear that. that you're, you're too big for that. And so like once I became like an adult or really once I started buying my own clothes when I was like around 17. Of course, I couldn't dive deep into adulthood, but I just started to be like, you know what? I'm going to put on what I want to wear. And I'm going to wear makeup because I got acne. So, like, I just wanted to, like, I wanted to be who I wasn't when I was younger that I wanted to be. Like, I wanted to look cute. And so, like, now, even my sister, she was like, why are you always dressing up your t-shirts? You got t-shirts. <laughs> Why don't you dress them down when you take pictures? And I was like, I can't. Like, and for me, I really feel like it has to do with my childhood because like I felt like I never really got a chance to look cute when I was younger. And so like now I'm like, ain't no dress down for me. I'm gonna be cute every day, look dressed up, like I'm going somewhere with and even if I am dressed down, I'm gonna dress it up at the same time. You dress up right now. I'm so proud to look like trash as much as I can. Like I I'm I'm I mean I mean it. Like I dressed up for y'all and put this little headband on one because I figured that you know it's the fight. Um because I absolutely feel like if you need an idea of what black people are going through and what we're fighting for in general, speak to a black woman. She absolutely understands that struggle. Um mm. just wanna <laughs> toss that out there. Well um, I can't see the headband. Oh, you can't. Oh, girl, let me duck down. Let me get y'all a little boom. Y'all see my army fatigue? Okay? I see it. Fight, baby. Because other than that, I'm telling y'all right now. I told you. You wore the wrong thing, sis. Like, you wore, you wore army fatigue. 
But if you knew the female okay. struggle in uniform, I guarantee you, you take the shit off. You know what I mean? What what we haven't discussed is really the the fight for women in the uniform, especially with the most recent case of not me not even putting my own Vanessa with Vanessa Gillian. Like that was a whole different type of fuck y'all. That was like if that wasn't fuck y'all, that was that was that was like yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like okay, so she like really that's how they carried it. Like okay, so she did. So she'd been missing. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In the building, put in a box, taken outside of the building, dumped somewhere. And I'm sorry, as y'all were looking for her, y'all found the remains of another soldier. Like, come on, y'all. Come on. Wow. So you talking about lack of give a fuck? You know, they showed us how they don't give a fuck about female soldiers because the amount of sexual, ass- sexual harassment and assault and rape crimes that happen in the military... Baby, baby, it's crazy. Sick, Andrea, my... and they go and they go, they go hmm. unlooked at, they go untouched because okay. somebody above somebody above somebody likes somebody down there, so they just sweep it under the rug. We don't hmm. want to stop his promotion, or maybe you shouldn't have put this <laughs> one, or maybe you shouldn't have been in his office, or maybe you like. I'm sorry, what? Like what? Uh, what? Like, the amount of times that it is swept under the rug is sick. The amount of, like, oh, well, we're going to move this soldier so that she doesn't get into this situation again with somebody else. Like, the shit that happened with Shola, that happens in the military all the time, but it's your chain of command. Like, it's your command. It's your your supervisors. And they're just like, oh, well, maybe maybe you're flirting with him or you're having a lot of issues with male soldiers. And you're like, so it's me. It's not them. Uh, Okay, so I guess I'm making it up. Like, it happens every single day. All day, every day. That's say every day. Okay. Okay. I want to speak of because I was married to someone in the military. Our neighbor, who was a woman, I believe she was a tech sergeant. I want to say, but mm-hmm. Air Force. Mm-hmm. Um. So she was telling me a story because you know, like we were women talking, drinking, whatever, whatever. And she literally told me that there was a base that she was stationed at overseas, where almost every night she would either get felt up sexually like, grabbed up or just straight up raped by her first sergeant or whatever and then when she tried to report it that guy raped her too and when she and then when she went to whomever the next person up all they did was move her to a different base and that's how she ended up at Barksdale and they shot her career Mm-hmm. like they just stopped like she couldn't do nothing else like it was like she had to retire there at Barksdale and it was like and to hear that I mean it's it's one it's not to say like it's one thing it's it's crap all over mm-hmm. but this is my job right. I am I'm here to perform get my paycheck go the hell home that's it I didn't sign up for this I didn't sign up for this and when you hear about stuff like that and then for people to be, oh, well, don't take a knee because we we support our troops. No, the fuck you don't. Because y'all well, you got more troops that want to kneel than a little bit. Hmm. Hmm. And it's <laughs> very understanding that a lot of these troops don't give two dams if you kneel or not. Like, that's like, oh, okay, you know. I am not hurt that you oh, know during that. Put them in the back. 
Please say that. There's so again. many of us that were like in in these like military groups that we was like, yo, we don't care. Like, you know what you like not like we don't care, but like we don't care. Like wow. We care of the cause, but we don't care that you're that you're need. Like, you don't mean like, oh okay, you know them. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm at attention because I'm supposed to be. Like, <laughs> I, you know, like it's not like I because I would probably kneel. Kneel and attention, what you say? Oh, okay. <laughs> but like it's a lot of things that just go it, it, it's, it's so many situations and scenarios that are sickening within the uniform world that it's y'all y'all wouldn't even imagine I guess specialist Gillian was like the most public situation but there are situations that are <laughs> my god just as just as worse like there there is another soldier and i cannot remember her name and they they just ruled her a, a suicide who uh, got raped and beat up in the tent over there and hmm. that's their favorite they love to say something was a suicide show i guess specialist gillian was just like the and even still it was just like okay it's quiet now no. are we quiet now until the next case, until the next case happened, which is probably going to be at Fort Hood too. But that's not the end of it. I, I um, that it absolutely, sick, I mean, sickens me to my stomach. What, 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 what people also fail to realize is like even, oh, and on the uniform side, if you're Navy and it happens, and you're on a ship, you still on the ship. Oh my, because you're deployed on the ship. So it's not like you can just be like, all right, well, I'm going to just get away for a little bit. No, you still on the ship. Wasn't there a case of a woman who, like, ended up getting raped by, like, multiple men on the ship okay. and she got pregnant and then they kicked her out? <laughs> like, dishonorable discharge kicked her out? Like, that, like the, I was deployed my second deployment. We had a soldier that... I had a situation with him. It wasn't rape. It was sexual harassment and assault. I didn't report it. I spoke to, to somebody about it. I said something to the soldier about it. Don't speak to me no more, sir. <laughs> We're good, okay? But then the, there was posters going around that somebody had raped a soldier on post. They didn't have like a description. I mean, the, the description was very vague. I wish I wish I'd have took a picture of this corny ass poster that looked like they wasn't trying to find nobody. They said, like, they said, they said the nigga was in PTs. Nigga, that's all of us. <laughs> Me, baby. Like, I, what you mean? Like, oh, he was, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it was very vague that it was like, yo, that's, that's a quarter of the men on this installation right now. So, like, you ain't trying to really find nobody. Then, come to find out, it was this, so a couple of soldiers in the unit they were like, oh, Specialist Jones, like, we had this issue with the soldier, so we're going to go ahead and take it to the MPs and report it, because it was like a different, a bunch of different soldiers within the unit that had some situations. So they brought my name up. They was like, you want to report yours? I was like, no, I didn't talk to this Negro already. I don't need to report mine. Mine was at the beginning of the deployment. Y'all's is more at the end. I'm just trying to go, fuck home, okay? That's it, that's all. Get me out the desert. They reported theirs, they opened their mouth, put me in it, so then I had to report mine. And after we reported ours, then we found out the rape was him, and then there was another rape that was him. Then there was another sexual, like it was like a bunch of cases with this one soldier. So in the military, I don't know about every branch, but within the army, we call it SHARP, Sexual Harassment Assault Rape Prevention. 
So there's a unit representative um, who's a sergeant or above who is the sharp representative. So there's a person that you would come to if there is an incident that is within that spectrum. So that would be the person that you would come to and they would teach, they would not teach you, but they would help you report the, to the chain and higher up and whatever fancy ways they wanted to be reported. Well, he was the sharp rep. So, so nobody was coming to him with the situation. Um, and it was even more upsetting. So um, he ended up actually only getting like eight years um, while he was still there because he was still there when we left. So they kept him there, they detained him there, but he was still like Southwest. Was that Southwest? You're free to go, go around the country. Like he was free to still roam around base. So he actually had another rape while we were there, while he was still there. After that, I think they detained him. And then he only got eight years, but I think two or three rapes, definitely some sexual assault, harassment. And then um, he lost his job and, and he, has, he, he had his daughter back home. He had a daughter back home. Mm. And tell you about them like I remember me personally I was physically attacked by my ex to the point where I started bleeding and had to go to the hospital because I thought I was going through a miscarriage because I was pregnant oh I was pregnant with my daughter when he attacked me so I started bleeding um I called the when you call 911, when you're on base and you call 911, our calls automatically get routed to the SECFO people, security forces, like the on-base police. They come, they take my statement or whatever. They help me get to the hospital. I get to the hospital and they're like, oh, well, you know, he said nothing happened. So there's nothing we can do. And I literally had to call a taxi from the hospital to take me back to the base and then walk for, because the taxi couldn't go on the base. I had to walk from the base, from the, from the gate to my home, which was six miles after almost having a miscarriage, being in the hospital, being attacked by my husband and all of this happening on the base and nothing has happened to him. Mind you, he's a, he's a, what is he? He's a sergeant now, some type of fucking sergeant. It, they don't care. They don't care. There was no follow-up. There was no, there was, there was nothing. There was bruises all over me. There was reports like, you know, heavy bleeding and stuff like that when I'm going to the hospital. But as far as something happening to him, no, they could care less. Swipe it under the rug. It's cool. She's a troublemaker. That, that's what I got labeled. I got labeled as a troublemaker because I was reporting my husband whooping my ass. That's wow. that that was what that's what happened. So that's how that's how the military protects their own. <clears throat> I wanna I wanna step in there and say that what has been shared thus far um, during the segment is very, very heavy. Right. And I am I cannot help but to be this person to care about people opening up so much, even if you're speaking to someone else's situation, especially if it's your own personal situation. Um, so I have to say that, you know, it took a lot of courage for each of the three of you to speak about your experiences um, tonight. And I, like, y'all know I'm a feeler, so I, I promise I will not cry until we close. But um, <laughs> I, I cannot help but say thank you for your courage, for your bravery, for 
you know, even when you learn of someone else's experience, especially, of course, because you have your own. So then outside of your own, but with someone else's experience and wearing that uh, to the point where you're able to, you know, recall and, and speak on it like each of you have tonight. Thank you. Um, it truly speaks to the strength of the woman and especially the black woman um, that we are so unprotected that we we really even we didn't even chisel at the the head of the iceberg. Right. The tip of the iceberg. Um, and yet we know that there are so many other untold stories just on this panel alone. Right. Um, because I, I didn't want to even take any of the time to speak on my stuff. Um, because I have, you know, time and I have, you know, other, other, you know, weeks and things to speak on that. Um, I absolutely hope that um, if you, you know, want to continue this conversation, it either, you know, can be a continued like as an immediate or at some other point, I would absolutely, I'm publicly saying that I invite each of you back um, to speak on um, either, you know, to expound on what we have spoken on thus far tonight um, or to, you know, just explain and get into some other things later. But I, I cannot go any further without thanking each of you wholeheartedly for sharing tonight because it I wouldn't want to end, you know, um, tonight's show with, you know, you being open. Right. I, I want to, you know, try to, 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 to close that because it, it's nothing like finally sharing, or even if you've shared before, just speaking on your stuff. And then somebody will be like, oh, okay. All right, thanks. That was great. And, that. and that's a wreck. Like that, nobody wants the right. <laughs> like that. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> shoot me. I don't like, <laughs> I can't stand it. Like, I, anyway. Um, it's COVID, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Everybody mask up and um you know how you can't blow something. Anybody been trying to blow something through their mask? Okay, anyway. Um can no. I say something really quick? Absolutely. I did want to say that it definitely is um something special when you get to talk to other women who have those similar experiences and it really allows us as women to not feel like we're alone in our situations, you know what I mean? Because yes. a lot of times while we're going through it we feel so alone like we don't feel like anybody could relate we don't know sometimes that I mean some of us are fortunate to have close friends like you and Bania Shola and Bania who talk regularly and can unpack that but some of us don't and even still some of us don't have friends who have those relatable experiences so you still kind of feel isolated and it's like I'm telling my friend about this but she don't got shit to do. she ain't never even she don't even know like she's just listening like oh damn that's us but she's pretending right. oftentimes we try to put it so back in the far the far back of our minds that we forget that we've experienced it mm -hmm. or or we're looking at it for face value like literally listening to your story, Jasmine, and be like, oh, I ain't never experienced that. No, but since you've experienced something, something similar, right. it may not look exactly the same. Like we may not, we may have the same breed of dog, but mine may have gray hair and yours may not. But since that thing is still the same breed, like it doesn't matter. Absolutely. So I think that that's another part. It's like, no, you, we've all experienced it. We all just, sometimes we try to act like it never right. happened. Absolutely. Thank you. And, and I think that's one of the resolves for 
you said one of the ways to fix it is being having more safe spaces for women to talk about their situations and experiences because I promise you and I I my personal experience because now that I'm becoming more open and honest about everything that I've been through I promise you every woman that I've spoken to has been sexually assaulted sexually abused raped unfortunately but no man knows a rapist right absolutely absolutely as we're we're closing out tonight that um you you got you, you ladies sorry I'm not gonna say guys you ladies have absolutely brought us right to where I wanted to to close out on tonight before we we actually have the Kamala Harris uh, video that we're going to play on our way out um, because I'm excited because our producer, my producer is amazing. And so, but before I get there that, you know, this is exactly why I had to, and someone used the word, I think it was Jasmine earlier, but you said you muted yours. I, I said this show, I have to start doing this because I have to unmute. I have to. It's 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 now time for me to unmute myself in order to create the space and to put myself out there because I know that my purpose, uh, within my purpose, is to be that sacrificial lamb to say, you know, hey, this is what it looks like to be transparent. Hey, this is what it looks like to put my stuff out there, right? And that is exactly, um, you know, what I, what the, where this show, you know, even came from, where the idea came from. So thank you, ladies. Absolutely, we are pushing for each and every last person in general especially the woman and especially, especially the black woman to get back to talking. We need to talk to each other and, and unpack, you know, with each other. Um, we are wrapping up tonight. This has been another episode of the B mix right here on beexposedradio.com. The last statement I have to say is that, listen, baby, if you have a name that they can't say, you still can become the vice president of the United States of America. All right. So we're going to close out on the Kamala Harris. Kamala, I'm still saying it wrong, baby. Miss Harris, we're going to close out on that video right now. Thank you, ladies. We're going to talk. It's not Kamala. It's not Kamala. It's not Kamala. Kamala. It's Kamala. Kamala Harris. Kamala's for our schools. Kamala's for affordable child care. That's Kamala. Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Video? I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message. Okay. <laughs> Period. See y'all next week. See ya. Don't don't have no Kamala. Now we. Not-